Welcome to the Firearms Trainers Podcast, part of the ConcealedCarry.com network. I'm your host, Rob Beckman. We bring you this podcast to support the industry, the Second Amendment, and most importantly, every firearm instructor in America that dedicates time and energy into making gun owners more knowledgeable. Before we get into today's topic, a quick mention to today's sponsor. This episode is brought to you by our friends at the FTA, the Firearm Trainers Association. Head on over to their website at ftaprotect.com to learn more about their instructor coverage and pricing. Look for a special 10% discount for switching insurance to the FTA by entering promo code FTP10. That is FTP10 to get 10% off on your instructor insurance. I use their insurance and think you will too after you check them out. This episode is also brought to you by Barrel Block. Listen, if you are tuning into this podcast, I assume you've heard of Barrel Block. It's the industry standard for safe, dry fire practice and classroom demos with a real firearm. Barrel Block prevents negligent discharges and eliminates training scars. I love using Barrel Block with students because it's safe and puts everyone at ease. When installed, and remember, no tools or disassembly required to use it, everyone in the room or on the firing line can see that the firearm is safe and inert. Plus, given the price, I can't imagine a firearm instructor who wouldn't have one in their classroom gear and one at home for personal dry fire use. Pick yours up today and enjoy a special offer for listeners of this podcast at blocksafety.com and use code INSTRUCTOR20 for a 20% off discount. That's B-L-O-K safety.com. Today we'll be discussing what the Second Amendment Foundation Training Division, or SAFETY, offers instructors with John Farquhar. John is the owner of Mad Duck Training and full-time trainer. He is an NRA training counselor, instructor, safety state master instructor, and Glock certified instructor. Since 1992, John has trained civilians as well as professionals and attended well over 1,000 hours of training himself. Welcome, John. How are things going for you today? They're going great, Rob. How are you? Ah, not bad at all. A little little, uh, wet down here in Cincinnati, but... It's uh, springtime, and that's what you uh, kind of expect in the Ohio River Valley is you get cloudy days, rainy days, and every once in a while, a nice sunny day. Mm-hmm. Once in a while, yes. Yeah. Well, John, you and I have known each other for uh, quite a while, and uh, we both started off with the NRA, and I went one direction. You went over to the uh, safety uh, direction of things. Can you give us a little bit of background of who the uh, founders are for the safety? Uh, program and what it's all about? Uh, Safety started in uh, 2014. Uh, It was set up by three gentlemen, uh, Robert Ballard, uh, Chet Wilson. Robert's up in New Hampshire, Chet's in New Jersey, and a third individual who is no longer with Safety. What were their kind of goals? I mean, you and I both start off on the NRA program side of things, so we we know that very well. But why did they think that starting up another uh, instructor program for the students was uh, something that would be worthwhile? Uh, Well, they... Their opinion was that most of the NRA program is the uh, sporting or um, hobby use of fire, you know, firearms, and they wanted to dedicate a program to defensive use of firearms. So their whole focus, even in their fundamental courses, is is defense rather than just um, target shooting. Yeah, the the NRA does a good job in their basic programs. I think everybody would uh, give them a hand on that. Um, with going uh-huh. on in the defensive realm of things, what are some of the disciplines that safeties has available to instructors and students? 
Well, we have uh, what we call uh, FAST, which is Fundamentals and Safety Training in Pistol, Rifle, and Shotgun. And then we have um, three levels in each uh, category, like Defensive Handgun 1, 2, and 3. We also have uh, Precision Rifle, uh, which is uh, long-range shooting. What do they consider long-range? Uh, five, six hundred yards. Okay. So really getting out there. Yep. Yeah. They've been holding a lot of those classes over in Pennsylvania where they have access to two longer ranges. And I think at level three, they're, they're shooting out to a thousand. Wow. That definitely would take some skills to be able to uh, reach out that far. Uh, yep. Skills a, and eyesight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, what do they offer on the uh, women's? side of things uh we have a complete women's program um matter of fact my business partner is the national director of women's programs but they're offering uh you know women's handgun carbine um and they have like some classroom combo range classes or like alternate ways to carry which would include like purse carry and how to actually properly use a purse safely to for concealed carry so they've really tried to come out with a well-rounded program not only the you know shotgun rifle pistol but also acknowledging that the women may need to be taught a little differently uh when they get into the program as well as you know the traditional male approach to things they're going they're gonna be a little different right and currently uh we have over 50 courses total we actually have some uh a series of courses called safe which are uh uh, Seminar-based, uh, you know, active uh, killer, uh, church security, um, that type of uh, realm. Okay, so a lot of, a lot of good things that can really help a instructor gain more knowledge to be able to pass on to their students and offer in their marketplace, huh? Correct. Good. Yeah. Well, um, yeah, like some of us are in the uh, snow belt, so we like to have indoor classes in the winter rather than. You know, going out and freezing on a range. <clears throat> yep. And that's where a seminar would definitely uh, come in handy to be able to do that. So if somebody, somebody's listening to this uh, podcast, John would want to go out and get certified. How, how does somebody go along, find uh, where this training is available at? Uh, we have a website called safety, S A F T D instructors.org. And all of our, um, student classes as well as our instructor classes are listed there and what what is the process for an instructor to get uh, certified uh, the instructor has to take the uh, attend the student class and score at least 90 percent on the um, written test as well as the range test um, then they attend uh, MOI which is methods of instruction which is kind of the policies, procedures, uh, business practices. Um, they also are, all instructors are required to attend the range officer class. Uh, they have to have first aid and CPR. And then they do the uh, instructor course, and they have to do that at, uh, again, over 90% on the test and over 90% on the uh, range. And we use the FBI qual for the uh, range qualifications. And how many attempts do they get at doing the qualification during during the class? Uh, they can do it uh, two attempts during the class, and then they can come back again two weeks later and uh, again try to qualify. Okay, so it gives them a little bit of time. They haven't practiced before class to take and apply what they've learned in class to come back and qualify as an as an instructor. 
Yes. And I know you and I had talked about this before, but uh, they're highly recommended to get instructor insurance, but they're not required anymore. I think that was one of the first, or that was originally when I, when I looked at it was a requirement. Yeah, when it was first set up, they did require it. Uh, I guess with consulting with our legal department, they found they really couldn't require it, so they just highly advised that you carry liability insurance. Yeah, when you're working with firearms and have uh, the public there, uh, it's very wise to protect, uh, cover your butt, and having some kind of insurance right. coverage, to say the least. Yeah, and uh, I've been doing this for 27 years, and we've never had a incident as far as a firearm goes, but we've had people fall down and, you know, get stung by a bee and, and, uh, all that can come back on you too. <laughs> yeah. And, and especially if you've got to call, you know, paramedics, ambulance, different things like that. Somebody's going to look to want to pay those bills. And if it's in a commercial establishment, I'm sure, sure. Somebody's going to come back and want to want to know who your insurance company is and having that protection is, uh, is wise for sure. What are some of the ongoing uh, training that uh, safety does for their instructors to keep them up to date, sharp, those types of things? Well, we do require once you are an instructor to get an additional 16 hours of training per year. And that can be done by attending other um, safety courses or taking courses from, um, you know, fellow professionals like, um, Sadeub or Tom Givens, uh, John Farnham, um, et cetera. Okay. So it re- they really encourage you to stay current, to uh, broaden your perspective and make sure you're giving the, the, be- the best to the students um, every time you teach a class. Yeah. Yeah. They're demanding pretty high quality out of their instructors. Um, you know, it's not just go in for the weekend, get your, get your certificate and go out and train. Uh, they can, they, they want to continue that, uh, growth, uh, of professional trainers. Yeah. I think uh, growth is a good word to, word for that. John is it's real easy for somebody to go along and pass a course on a weekend, but if you're really going to be a professional, uh, trainer, you want to think of it as growth because things change. And if you don't change and you're not giving your students the best information possible. Right. And you got to keep current because you know, there's new things coming out all the time, and some are good, and um, some aren't. You should be aware of both, because <clears throat> when you're asked about it, you, know, you, you know, correct uh, uh, miscommunication or misinterpretation. Yeah, they, they, and you and I have both seen uh, the trends over the years where there was a trend, uh, I'd say maybe five, ten years ago, where people were uh, thinking – that the best way of carrying was or the safest way to carry was not to have one in the pipe in the chamber. And that was quickly right. uh, dispelled. Um, but at the same time, if you're not aware of the, the cons and some of the pros, uh, you can't have an intelligent discussion. Same thing today's world where most of the striker fire pistols that come out do not have the external safeties, say like a 1911 would um, you can't completely address those or the, even the, the, the trends I see in some people wanting to have small revolvers and knowing what the pros and cons are for you know, different action types and those types of things. Right. You know, I mean, when, like with revolvers, the one thing I see is there's still gun shops telling women that five shot J frames the perfect woman's gun. And, 
as you and I both well know, it's more of an expert's gun. It takes quite a bit of skill to master one of those. Well, or, you know, revolver doesn't malfunction you know if it, if it doesn't go bang you just pull the trigger a second time and it'll go bang right. it's like and yeah, that's oversimplifying how revolvers work and in a lot of cases if you know how they work they can get jammed up very easily mm-hmm. you get that yeah, when, when a revolver you to, jams it's not something you're going to fix immediately mm-hmm. yep semi-automatic uh, yeah. you, might have, you might have a chance but a revolver you get you know you carry a revolving your pocket and gets full lint in the claw or something else like that. And all of a sudden, guess what? You get yourself an expensive paperweight because it ain't going no place. That's right. Yep. Seen it happen. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's just, uh, I have seen it happen. Revolvers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just like semi-automatic. You got to understand, you know, how do you, how do you put a semi-automatic back into action or how do you, you know, properly draw, a semi-automatic compared to a revolver, those, those types of things and handle it safely. Because if we're teaching our students how to be safe and how to defend themselves, it's got to be the best information that's available to, uh, to them uh, in the industry. Right. And, and I want to say the most common problem that I see is most individuals will take a basic course or CCW course to get a license and that's as far as they go, and there's just simply no way we can touch on all the things they need to know in, in, in a one-day class. Well, there's, you also have the uh, adult learning that they can't absorb all everything they need to know from you know just the mechanical piece of it to be able to shoot, but then the mental piece of it for them to be able to go along and understand how to apply the laws properly, how to go along and prove their skills, improve their understanding of it um, down here in Cincinnati we've got Ohio Kentucky Indiana within a stone's throw of uh, my house and you've got to be aware of all those states and how to look up their uh, their laws as well as uh, know how to function the firearms and be, have the right mental attitude in order to, to survive yeah because I mean the uh, a lot of people like the gun part because that's I want to say the toy they can play with uh, they don't apply themselves to learning the laws, and many don't get the proper mindset to actually use the gun, and it really is more mental than it is physical. Yep. If you can avoid the fight to begin with, uh, it'll be a lot better that day than if you have to defend yourself because you got yourself into a bad situation. Yeah. As I've, uh, as I've stated a few times, more than a few times, is that... Uh, Gunfights last three to five seconds on average, and uh, court battles last two to five years on average. So <clears throat> you should you should be educated in both. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Well, John, um, probably some of the people that are listening to us right now are probably uh, sitting there thinking to themselves a big question, and that question is, what makes the safety different than all the other certifications that are out there from the instructor standpoint. Can you, can you tell us succinctly what you, how you see the difference being out there to what's on the market? Well, I say that the, the folks are in, that are investing in becoming uh, safety instructors, I want to say tend to be a, a little more professional. Uh, they're not hobby trainers. Um, and when I say that that's the guys that work, you know, do work Monday through Friday and do some classes on weekends. Um, we're more detailed or, uh, you know, of what we cover. Um, 
and plus we have a you know a building block philosophy from the fast courses up through the different levels you know we uh you don't take a fast class and take defensive level three you take one two and three to build your skill level up and like i said the instructors can bring in the knowledge they've gained from the other training they've done besides safety and that's good that's uh, a real good thing to have all the time a uh-huh. um, couple other things uh john where were you where would somebody uh or tell our, our listeners where they would find the information on instructor and student classes again that's uh safety s-a-f-t-d okay. instructors.org very good so it's s-a-f-t-d.org uh or S-A-F-T-D S-A-F-T-D instructors. instructors. Sorry. Yeah. Cut That's that okay. short. Um, and if people wanted to find more information about uh, uh, John Farquhar and Mad Duck Training, where would they find that information out? Uh, our website is uh, Mad Duck, T is in Tom, T is in Tom, C dot net. <clears throat> and if somebody comes to your class, you'll explain to them where the whole uh, Mad Duck came from, right? Uh, yes, we will. It's a good, it's a good story. If you make it to one of John's uh, classes. Yep. Well, that about wraps things up for today. If you enjoyed today's show, we have a few important requests to make first visit our sponsor firearm trainers association at ftaprotect.com and check out the, their instructor insurance. Being a responsible instructor means having instru- instructor coverage and remember to use our discount code FTP 10 or get 10% off on your insurance policy yeah i just signed up for that perfect perfect great testament right there on the air for everybody here tell other instructors about our podcast uh tell them what you're getting out of it tell them that they need to have that professional development to continue uh increasing their knowledge and learning about different topics that that are in our industry subscribe to our podcast on itunes google play or wherever you listen to podcasts at follow us on instagram twitter and facebook Join in the conversation there. If you have any input, questions, or feedback, please email me at ftp at concealedcarry.com or leave us a rating on iTunes and uh, Google Play. If you send us an email and ask a question, I will get back to you with an answer. Even if I don't know what the answer is, I will let you know that because it's part of uh, sharing knowledge with each other and making sure the industry grows from our collective experiences. Remember, we bring you this podcast to support the industry, the Second Amendment, and most importantly, every firearm instructor in America that dedicates time and energy into making gun owners more knowledgeable. Until next time, stay safe. Concealed Carry Inc. and ConcealedCarry.com strives to share helpful information and education about gun-related topics, training tips, and other things that may potentially have legal implications for its listeners. The information contained in this podcast is intended in good faith, but it is important to understand that laws vary from place to place, and we encourage listeners to seek local legal advice to understand laws that apply to them. Nothing in this podcast should be misconstrued as legal advice or counsel.